Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. I want you to have a wonderful Easter weekend. It's 1233 in Edmonton, the Battle of Alberta tonight. And a lot of the discussion in and around the game tonight uh, has to do with some of the COVID challenges throughout Canada. Uh, We will tell you that uh, here on Oilers Now, guests receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Don't you know? All right. Uh, to our Oilers Now headliner today brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. On top of uh, being one of the most plugged-in men uh, as an NHL insider on the trade front, nobody knows the business of COVID better than our next guest, Elliot Friedman. Hello, Elliot. How you doing? I don't know if I would agree with that statement. There's a there's a lot of people that know the business of COVID uh, better than I do. But yeah, I'm I'm having I've some learned, fun. With- I'll tell you this: I've learned a lot more about it than I ever would have wanted to. That makes two of us. So on that note, um, multiple players today. Is, is it officially eight total? That's what we're hearing out of Vancouver. It, it's it's not official. I don't think it'll become official until. Uh, the COVID list uh, comes out, which is about 3 o'clock your time usually. But we are expecting something around that number. Um, there's also someone on the coaching staff, too. Uh, the coaching, the coaches don't get named. Like they, they're not put on the COVID list, so I don't know if that'll be public. But, um, you know, we, we are, like, like I said, like I think we're expecting approximately eight, yes. All right. Uh, NHL has just announced that a game scheduled between the Ottawa Senators and the Winnipeg Jets, originally scheduled for the May the 7th, has now been moved up a month to Monday, yep. April 5th. So the Oilers' uh, game tomorrow night against Vancouver has been canceled. Um, yep. The Oilers play Montreal on April 5th, and then they get Ottawa on the Wednesday and the Friday. And this, Elliot, I, I got to tell you, I'm from the, I'm, I'm a bit of a pragmatist on on this sort of thing. And I, mm-hmm. I, I do think that it's a possibility now that we're ultimately going to be deciding the Canadian division by percentage points and not see all teams get to 56 games. I know the league's plan is to get everybody there to 56, but if, if the reports are true with Vancouver, I mean, how long could they be out for here? Um, are you looking at at least a week plus if it's uh, eight guys? I, I don't. I don't like to guess this stuff, Bob. Like I, I just think it's it's bad to guess. I I, I really do. I mean, okay. The the one thing we don't like. What do we know? We know they're canceled through Tuesday, and they're hoping to play Thursday. I mean, right. You hear it goes from one to two to eight, and you're sitting there. I mean, it's impossible not to look at it and say, okay, like how can this possibly happen? But you know, until it's done, it's not done. So the yeah. one thing we haven't gotten any clarity yet is are we what are we talking about here in terms of a variant 
Are we right. talking about one of the really dangerous and much more transmissible variants? Are we talking about the original strain? Uh, nobody seems to have clarified that here yet. So I think that's part of the factor. But look, obviously, as we're hearing about this grow, um, it's not a, an optimistic situation for sooner rather than later. I, you know, Bob, like I agree with you. I think it's going to be uh, very difficult for everyone to play 56. I think that there are. I think that we're already in a situation where it's possible the North Division playoffs start a few days later than anyone else. You know, the one thing I, I would say here is that, and I don't think it's the biggest conversation but it is a conversation there is a financial ramification to not playing 56 games you know you owe money to your sponsors who paid for whatever they've paid for yes. so i do think that's one of the reasons that everybody's trying to get 56 in well now we'll get to the far more uh funner part of the conversation mm-hmm. uh the, the stuff that inevitably gets uh, you radioed or even the host of the <laughs> show radioed on his own radio show yeah he tried to run ethan bear out of town I uh-huh. that. if i hear that one more time i'm seriously gonna get upset like, like yesterday we had we had somebody losing it because how dare the Edmonton Oilers put Tyler Ennis on waivers, and I'm thinking to myself, this is business. Like, that doesn't mean that Tyler Ennis isn't a part of the Edmonton Oilers down the stretch. It's all part mm-hmm. of flexibility of the taxi squad, making sure you have three goaltenders, which has been a, mm-hmm. an issue for Edmonton all season long. Like, it just kind of amazed me a bit. I was like, really, like you know, and and. Just to take it one step further here, there's a chance Tyler Ennis could have been picked up and claimed on waivers. That might have happened. Had it happened, that would have actually given Edmonton a little bit more cap space to work with come the uh, come the trade deadline. Conversely, now that they have him on the taxi squad, they can move him on and off for you know conceivably the next month and get down to having uh, three goaltenders, seven defensemen, and thirteen skaters on their active roster. So I was surprised that people were like, you know, like, and and we all like Tyler Ennis, but it's just unfortunately in this scenario, Elliot, it's just part of the real world, isn't it, for what the managers are dealing with right now? Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, the other thing, too, is when you guys claim Staylock on waivers, you guys made it very clear to him that it wasn't yes. going to be, like, he was going to get a chance to play. And and also, like, obviously, you guys have gone through a lot with your goalie waiver situation this year, and you weren't making that mistake again. If Staylock was coming, he was coming with a promise, and you guys are fulfilling that promise, and you're protecting yourself. Um, you know, the Ennis thing is interesting. Um, you know, we've seen some pretty like, – this year, I think there's been more than 30 players making over 1.2 that have cleared waivers, and some of them are really good players. And, like, you know, you look at Goss' bear, people were shocked he was on waivers this week. And I was surprised, too, just because of who he is. But And Gusev yesterday with uh, New Jersey, if these guys are going on waivers, it's because teams have already tried to trade them and they know they can't do it. They can't do it without eating salary or they can't do it without including a sweetener. So, you know, I, I think Edmonton knows it's taking a risk. But I, I think they probably know what the market is. And right now there's a lot of teams that don't want to add salary or trying to keep salary uh, cap tight so they can do something around the deadline. By the way, I just want to circle. Did, did Boston get vaccinated? Did, is that correct that the Bruins, um, have you heard anything on that front? 
Because we have people I, that are- not spe- not specifically to Boston, but I have heard that there are definitely teams in the states that are close. Like Blake Coleman talked about it in Tampa Bay. Um, I think some. I think the Carolina guys talked about it. Um, you know, I've heard that there's a few teams that are close, if not all the way done. As you know, they're they're way ahead of us. Yes, in terms of their rollout and their execution. All right, uh, to the trade stuff. We're two weeks away. Not even two weeks away. We're ten days away. How active do you think it's going to be? I I have people telling me it's really quiet, but sometimes like like when I, the first team I ever covered was the Raptors, right? And the GM at the time was Isaiah Thomas. And he gave me a great piece of advice I always remember. Around the draft and around the trade deadline, everybody lies. <laughs> he said, you remember that and you're going to be fine. And, you know, sometimes I still get suckered in. But, um, you know, I, I, a lot of people are telling me it's quiet. I, I believe that to a point. I think that there are some teams that are looking at specific needs and wants. Um, you know, I think one of the things that's kind of happened here is that Philly's season has been so disappointing. I think it's caused them to step off the brakes a bit and think. Now, they still might do something, but I don't think it's going to be about this year. You know, Boston, I think they've looked at things, but now I'm looking at, like, their goaltending situation with Rask, depending on his health, you know, like, if, if he can't play or he's really affected – does Boston think it can still win? Um, so I think like those situations have added to the kind of uncertainty around it. Nashville's in the race. Columbus is still in the race. Um, you know, Dallas is still in the race. Like if you look at it, if they win all their games in hand, they're a playoff team. And it's a challenge, but they're there. Um, you know, so I, I think that all of this is, is part of it. Um, I always believe, Bob, that something will come out of nowhere that throws us for a loop. I, I really do believe that. And I think that there are some teams, Toronto's one, the Islanders are another, they're definitely going to do something, and we just have to figure out what it is. Would the Philadelphia Flyers trade Carter Hart at this time? Uh, no, I, I don't believe that. I don't. Um, like, like, I know that it's a, a dumpster fire around them right now. But I also don't think that Chuck Fletcher is stupid. Like, I think he's, I think he will look at things harshly but pragmatically. Um, like, I think the Flyers, like, a year ago, we were all celebrating these guys as a rising team and Carter as a star. Now, this year, it's going very poorly right now, and Carter has struggled. But, you know, if you forget where you were a year ago, it's insane. Now you're somewhere in the middle. Hart's a young guy. He's a talented guy. I I don't think that they're going to do anything with him. I, I don't even have a problem with what they did with him this week. Like I don't see a big deal with saying, look, our guy's struggling right now, and we're going to work with him a bit of practice. I, I don't have a problem with that at all. And I just don't see them selling low on Carter Hart. It makes no sense, and I don't – and it just – it's so against Fletcher's M.O. Columbus Blue Jackets, David Savard, Nick Foligno. What do you think? I think so. I mean, Savard's minutes have gone up this week, 
but I still, but the, he's not going back there. And I, I would be surprised if he's still like, like I, I'm, I, I don't underestimate the importance of making the playoffs coming out of a pandemic. I think it's very important to some of these teams. I just, think they know he's not coming back and you know they're pretty deep on the blue line even though some guys have struggled I, I i'd be surprised if they didn't deal him the felino thing i think is different I, I think he still plays a very prominent role on that team i i think there's an attachment to him i think they'd like to keep him um i'm less convinced he gets traded cal palmeric new jersey i like the last I checked, which was last weekend, it didn't sound like they were making incredible. Um, it, it didn't sound like like, but that's been six days ago, I guess. It didn't sound like they were making incredible um, progress traction traction on an extension. So, like, like I think New Jersey. This is my opinion on this. I think New Jersey has a place they're willing to go, and after that, they're just not willing to go there. So I think it comes down to how does Paul Mary feel about where they are. And if they can't make a deal, I think New Jersey will move them. Again, this is six days ago, so it could change, Bob. But the last I heard was they weren't close. Taylor Hall, Brandon Montour, Colin Miller. I have heard that there's been some more conversation. I, I have not heard much about Miller. Now, that's not to say there isn't someone interested. I just haven't heard much on it. Uh, Montour, I heard that there were some conversations this week. Um, you know, he had a he had that big had that big night with the two short-handed goals in 37 seconds yep. as they won. I, I th- I've heard there's been interest in Montour. Like, I think that depends on what Buffalo wants to do there. But I've heard there's been interest in him. You know, Hall, the Hall one's a tough one. I think they've set a big price. And, you know, Bob, you and I talked about it last week, about how difficult it is to get first-rounders for guys right now. Yep. Um, even though this draft is a bit of a crapshoot, and I don't think teams value it as much, I still think they feel that in a flat-cap world, those picks become even more valuable. So it's going to be interesting. I think he desperately needs a change of scenery and to rejuvenate things a bit for him. But I, I And I think he will get dealt. I just don't know how that's going to go right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting, right? If, we, if this was normal times, mm-hmm. you would have teams that would sit there and say, I can get my owner three home dates no matter what. This guy yeah. can help us get there. You know, maybe we get into a second round and we're talking five home dates. Well, yeah. that could be, you know, for some teams, that might be $25 million net. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a more justifiable move. But when you're in a situation where there's little or no revenue coming in uh, uh, from fans, that perhaps even further limits it. Elliot Freeman for NHL. You know what, Bob, let me give you the let me give you the counter to that argument because I've been talking about that with someone. You, you got to come out of the pandemic, right? And if you're a playoff team or a second round team, how many more tickets do you think you sell than if you don't make the playoffs? Yeah, no, that's that's fair. That's completely that's fair. That's what someone said to me. I thought that was a very good argument. And that'll bring us to our next team, the Nashville Predators. Matthias Ekholm, yep. Michael Granlund. There is Exhibit A, is it not? 
Yeah, I mean, like they're like a couple of weeks ago, we were all convinced they were selling, and now I don't know about it. I mean, how you get again? Like we talked about it. I, I think there is value in making the playoffs, and if you look at it, like they're right. Like there's four teams for that one spot, right? Now somebody might say it means nothing to go in and get served up to. I don't know, Tampa or Carolina or Florida, wherever it's going to be. Number one, I, I think it's the playoffs are such a crapshoot. Number two, I think it's better than not. Um, but, um, you know, Nashville clearly has slowed down a bit. And, you know, David Poyle's being very careful. And I think, I think it could go right up to the 11th hour, depending on how they feel and where they are. Regarding Canada, are there three sellers at this stage? Or is it too early to say that? Well, the Vancouver thing really complicates things, right? Yes. What you about know, Calgary? Like, you know, Calgary, I think, is, like, you know, Montreal's come out of the gate. Like, the, the math isn't there. I, like, I think Calgary would be willing to consider things. It's just that they don't have a lot of UFAs. They have one, I think, really smart UFA piece, and that's Derek Ryan. Yep. Uh, I'm, uh, so I'm sure they're going to get talked to about that. I wouldn't be surprised if Toronto's touch base with them on Riddick, depending on what happens with Anderson's health. But, you know, I, you know Calgary, I think a lot of Calgary's trades would be more complicated. Um, you know, Ottawa, Ottawa's got some rentals, and they've got some kids they're going to want to play. Um, you know, Ottawa's got some rentals, and uh, I, I'm going to be really curious about it. I think, um, I, I think so. I, I think the Vancouver things. The Vancouver had the most obvious rental pieces. They had Pearson. If they don't sign him, they had Sutter. Um, you know, they have Ben. Well, Hamannick's not going to go anywhere. He's staying. Yeah. They have Ben. Like they have, they have good. They have decent rental pieces there. Edler, if he wants to go, and now all of that's going to be thrown into kind of crazy. Sure. So yep. I think that could really affect things. Could you see Ottawa trading uh, Dzingel again and then re-signing him? Oh, yeah. And then re-signing him? I don't know if the, I don't know if they'll re-sign him. They may not have the ability to do it. Like they got a lot of bodies coming in there. Yeah, um, absolutely. But like uh, you know, I, I I could see, I could I mean for sure I could see them moving him. Elliot, love having you on the show. Uh, by the way, great work uh, the uh, Canucks organization does uh, supporting oh, yeah, the autism network. The Canucks autism are the best. They are, they are fantastic at what they do. I've hosted that telethon before, and it's an honor. Awesome stuff, Elliot. Thanks for your time. All right, take care, Bob. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll try to. That is Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for the River Cree Resort and Casino. It's 1251 in Edmonton. When we come back, Brendan Escott and myself will take care of NHL today for elite promotional marketing and Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Get into uh, the Oilers uh, now injury report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. This is Oilers Now. 
Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30, Chet. Thanks a lot, Zach. Oilers Flames tonight, 7 o'clock, buck drop, 5.30 face-off show. Still to come on our show today, Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing in Alberta. Dylan Gunther could be the number one overall pick in the upcoming NHL entry draft. That's where Corey Pronman from the Athletic has him. He's with the Edmonton Oil Kings. He's the reigning WHL Player of the Month. The Oil Kings have three games this weekend against Red Deer. And then that'll be it for Gunther in their WHL schedule. He'll head off to the U18 Championship, which will be played in Dallas, Texas. And and we'll also have Hart Levine on from Puckpedia to talk about the Oilers cap flexibility heading into the draft. At this time though, off to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Company branded PPE available, including logoed masks, all created in-house. Visit ElitePromoMarketing.com Back in the 630 Chad Studios, Brendan Escott. Five other games around the league tonight in Winnipeg. It's another battle of the top two in the north as the Jets are hosting the Maple Leafs. The NHL, you've been hearing about it, has postponed all Canucks games through through April 6th. They now have six uh, or up to as many as eight people in COVID protocol, it looks like, uh, per a Pierre Lebrun tweet. Uh, Chandler Stevenson suspended three games for elbowing Kings defenseman Tobias Bjornfoot on Wednesday. Bakersfield Condors had their uh, games against Colorado cancelled this weekend. It actually looks like they've been moved to uh, April 13th and 14th, which would leave them playing four games in five nights. Up first, though, a date with the Ontario Reign next Tuesday. Dylan Gunter is the WHL's player of the month. He had nine goals, nine assists, 18 points in nine games. It was a plus 12 as well. We'll hear from him at 135. His team, the 9-1 Oil Kings, take on Red Deer uh, on the road tonight. They are back at the DCA tomorrow, Easter Sunday. They get a break, and then they reconvene Easter Monday down at Red Deer once again. All right, uh, let's go to the Oilers now. Injury report, it's brought to you daily by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. For every goal that the Oilers score this season, James H. Brown will donate $100 to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, of course, a multiple-time CFL All-Star and Great Cup champion with the AA Football Club back in the day, one of the best athletes ever produced out of the University of Alberta. And Jim Brown, uh, for years, involved in the Edmonton Oil Kings uh, in, a, in a multitude of fronts. All right. Here's Brennan Escott with our Oilers Now injury report for James H. Brown. Yeah, Calgary's Chris Tanev is a go tonight, so they bring a fully healthy roster into Rogers' place. Edmonton, pretty much the same story, save for uh, Clefbaum and Cuckoo on the long-term injured reserve. Jets defenseman Nathan Beaulieu officially ruled out for the year. He's got a torn labrum in his shoulder. Their captain, Blake Wheeler, a game-time decision tonight after leaving the last game against the Maple Leafs. And uh, Montreal head coach Dominique Ducharme says that... Uh, newly acquired center Eric Stahl likely to make his debut with the team on Monday against the Oilers. There you go. Uh, that's a look at our Oilers Now injury report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Now, a reminder, you can text us at any time on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. And Fletch from Calgary says, Bob, Connor McDavid needs more room on the ice tonight, so why not put Cassian back on his line and put Paul Yarby on the third line where he belongs? Zach doesn't need to fight jeopardize his broken hand, just cruising around like Semenko did. Semenko didn't fight all the time, but he gave the uh, stink eye to settle things down. Zach does have a great stare. Uh, 
different time, and I'll, I'll give you a reason why you keep Pulley-Arvey with McDavid, and, and for that matter, why you play Pulley-Arvey, McDavid, and Nugent Hopkins. Look at the numbers against Calgary this year. Yes, Pulley-Arvey has four goals this season against the Calgary Flames in six games. He's got four, one, and five. He's played well against Calgary. Um, Nugent Hopkins with three, three, and six. And, oh, by the way, Connor McDavid, six goals, 14 points in six games against the Calgary Flames. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Sportsnet's back for the horses and horse racing Alberta when we return. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.